Make it stop. I will never make it stop. What did you just hear? I heard Laurel. I heard Yanni. Really? Yeah. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm not. I'm mad because, like, the very first time I heard it, I heard Laurel. Laurel. And I was like, bitch, what's a Yanni? Like, Laurel all the way. And then you came home from work and played it, and then you heard Laurel and I heard Yanni. And the Yanni one is like, Yanni. Like, it's so uncomfortable. Is it just like, oh, must be like a way it's like exported or like well they've already explained it it's like i don't read explanations are uh, you kidding me (laughs) it's it's something to do with sound waves and like technically like if you listen really closely you can hear both at the same time it's just the higher frequency is going yanny and then the lower one is laurel (laughs) so if you listen closely you can hear both but i just love you know capitalizing on the hottest memes or questions like this is the new trend is to like have these debates like was the dress you know blue and black or white and gold is it was it blue lo- and black though by the it way was, like, i know it was blue and black is it laurel or yanny there was another one that happened and i don't remember me neither what it was fuck and then i get all the tinfoil people that are like this is just a distraction <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is Yanny with Rachel. I'm Yanny. And I'm Laurel. And we are drinking some coffee. It's my first coffee of the day at a frosty 4 p.m. Wow. I can't believe it's like literally 4 p.m. as I said that. Wow. Wow, that was crazy. Uh, so this is an Archer Farms. Ooh, ooh. Haven't heard that name in a long time. It's been a while. They used to have some good-ass granola bars. (laughs) Uh, this is a... Uh, light roast Ethiopian blend. Yes. But the real tea, it's not tea. <laughs> this is from my girl Paige, who runs the website The Wild Sweet Pea. And you guys should check her out because she makes the most amazing textile based things, quilts, makeup bags, all kinds of cute shit. And um, I just love supporting a nice local bunch, local Washington small business owner bunch. So go check her out. Where does the word textile come from? I don't, don't ask me these questions. That could be just a word to describe Scrabble. A textile. Yes. Well. Wow. Hacked. She actually makes all of her stuff with Scrabble tiles. (laughs) That's it for this show, guys. We'll see you later. (laughs) Um, I have a fact. It's about tea. Deal with it. Okay. Um, Wow. It's that tea was once considered dangerous. Some 17th century thinkers, I like it, thinkers, they just thought preached that too much tea would cause health problems and they thought like it wasn't just me gossiping with my friends (laughs) (laughs) um it wasn't like it was like wholesome advice against the abuse of hot liquors particularly coffee chocolate tea uh, and strong waters it's like not just tea but they thought that it would heat up the inside of your body too much and then cause sickness and death well weren't they still bleeding people out to who knows make what them was feel better at this point? Then you know, yeah. I'll take my insides boiled, French pressed, <laughs> and flavorful. I like slowly raised my mug up. I like my kidneys over easy. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, how's the? I'm actually trying going? to drink their coffee because I haven't had any yet. Because like, I just got my period yesterday and it was over a week late literally had taken like five pregnancy tests like it was that kind of a period and whenever my thing is real late i get like 
the worst cramps and they say caffeine makes your cramps really bad which is true i mean we've seen it happen you'll drink coffee and suddenly suddenly like a half hour later you'll be like i'm dying yeah so i didn't have any all day today but i'm letting myself chance it right now because i don't have any right now so let's pray that by the end of this show i'm not like in a major amount of pain but i hate it when she's irregular and then you're in way worse pain because honestly since cutting out gluten my period has not been that bad and it just got real fucked up this month because I think I think the move honestly fucked it up this month. Um, they say that the stress of a move, even a chill one like this, can yeah. make your body do all kinds well, of weird shit. I mean, shit. it was like pretty spur of the moment. Yeah, so... we weren't expecting a move. <laughs> yeah, that might have had something to do with it. So I don't know, but either way, <laughs> I I I did not believe. I bought like five pregnancy tests. It was a bad time. I was very stressed. And out then this that past just week. stresses you out even more. Then delays well, it, and then let me know if anyone else cycle. has had this situation where like your period's late, so you take a pregnancy test, and then you feel like a immediately relieved and then you get your period like the next day because it took the stress out of you that did not happen this time it's just i just kept being like it was a false negative yeah because like, <laughs> like paranoia was at an all-time i high. had no other symptoms that i normally have in the week leading up so i was just very confused my body did a lot of weird shit this month i don't know i just had my fingers crossed because uh I know that you have been irregular many a times due to stress. I don't know. It's the worst, though. (laughs) I'll say it right now. If, like, doctors weren't so against giving people um, different sterilization surgeries under the age of 35, I'd be all about it. Also, I don't have money. (laughs) (laughs) That requires funds. I want to donate my eggs, though. Like, that's what I say I will do. But it's a very invasive surgery, and it's very probably very expensive to get that all situated. And uh, I'll have to do it at some point. (laughs) But we'll see. Gotta do something with those eggs. (laughs) Prime up. Um, <laughs> anyway, stop it. So let's move on to today's topics, which. Well, we went to the Japanese garden in Seattle, oh, which yeah. was a really fun time. My allergies loved it. Yeah, they're still recovering. There's like, okay, I get really confused because like I bring up that I'm going to like any Seattle, I'm bringing up that I'm going to like the Japanese garden, and they point me to like an arboretum that exists in like there's like an arboretum in like every single neighborhood apparently and then i get really confused because i have no idea where i'm going but there's a lot of places with a lot of greenery well yeah it's fucking seattle i know but i just get i get confused and then the the japanese garden is like a part of an arboretum what is an arboretum i I was gonna say i don't even really know what an arboretum is like like throwing that word around like i'm 26 i can say that (laughs) it sounds pretty (laughs) legit i don't really know (laughs) it's the arbor which is trees and you eat them if you're a bug wow that's what it comes from (laughs) i love linguistics with ruble buzz buzz but in all seriousness if you know all the bunches. I love that way. I just thought of what? that photo of like the Woody doll caressing the Buzz Lightyear doll, and it's like we crave a different kind of buzz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow, the coffee's kicking in. <laughs> it truly is. Um, for all the benches out there that are visiting or moving here, or you know, are generally looking for things to do in this region, which we've gotten asked a lot, I can now recommend Seattle Japanese Garden. It's fucking cheap. And it's yeah, beautiful. it's like $6. <laughs> it's pretty. Everything's in bloom right now, but we want to go back in the fall because everything 
change. Everything's dying and it looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> same. Um, Rachel really wanted me. She still has her Millersville ID. Oh and, my god! <laughs> and there's a discount of like for two dollars for students. And you were just standing in line. You're like, yeah, like textbooks. They were really expensive this year. Well, like there was like. On the Millersville IDs, there's, like, a sticker that you would put on for each year. So, like, obviously, they can clock you at, like, Charlotte Russe when you're trying to get that fucking 10% discount. Um, So, I'm, like, standing in line, and me and Mal are, like, looking at it. And I'm, like, I think I can scratch that off so it looks like a 2018. Because it said 2011. Ow, so I'm old. And (laughs) so I scratched it off, and it looked like it could have been 2018. And I'm, like, do it. And he didn't think that I could pass for college student. And, honestly, I've never felt more offended in my life. That's actually a lie, but it was very, <laughs> it was very hurt. It was very haunted. I think I, I just, can still like. What if we got caught? What if suddenly we're then not they're like, in? Oh no, you're arrested. No, they're gonna be like, here, you have to pay six dollars. And just, you were doing it. I wasn't even gonna be there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm the one that's doing it. <laughs> God forbid. You fucking. I shit. I look like I could bebop around a campus. Come on. Well, yeah, of course. Maybe it's just the precedent. I don't... I'm 26 now. I'm not in college. I was milking that for a while. I remember when I was, like... When I left high school, I was milking that shit with my, like, like... What? My, um, (laughs) high school ID, like... We didn't have, um, years on our high school ID. I don't remember. Um... But I remember we were at, like, a Phillies game, and, like, I forget how old you have to be. I think you have to be, like, 15 or younger to get, like, certain things. Like, you'll go to a Phillies game, and they'll give you, like, a special riot towel or, like, a, a T-shirt or a hat. Um, and so I would go, and I would literally put my hair in pigtails, and I wouldn't wear any makeup, <laughs> and I would pass for fucking 15 for a little bit there. Then the boobs started <laughs> Then the boobs becoming. came in. I would wear, like, a sports bra. I was loving to hack those things. <laughs> I live to look youthful. You know? uh, just the way that we've been learning to hack capitalism since the early years. If I don't get a free <laughs> shitty piece of terry cloth with an advertisement <laughs> on it, was it worth it? Absolutely not. <laughs> At least I don't. It's like I'm sad that I don't get carded, but I also am happy about it. But I'm also sad. Yeah, actually. It's confusing. You get carded a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I don't really get too many drinks out. So, like, there's not opportunities for me to be getting carded on things. So, But I usually don't. Well, it depends on what I'm wearing, which is fucked. But I also want to look young enough. (laughs) I'm trying to look youthful and radiant. I want to go to a movie theater and have them be like, you can't see this movie. That's how young I want to look. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I don't want to be that young. That would cause (laughs) a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so today's topics, besides fucking my youth. Age. (laughs) So we're going to actually hop to a Bencho question from Patreon, uh, because I know that the answer to this is going to be long-winded and a... (laughs) I already know where that is. No, it's going to be a good discussion, I think. Um, I'm already tired just thinking about it. (laughs) So this is from Sarah, who said, Hi, Rachel, Chris, and the Chunkos. Any thoughts on the recent celebrity bisexuality news? Not to fuel the fire with new hot takes or on fresh drama, just genuinely trying to wrap my head around what went down and how to feel about it. 
Me too, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the general consensus from a lot of people. All right, let me fucking give you the backstory for the people that are confused. Yes. Um, so a song recently came out called Girls that I still have yet to listen to. Um, <laughs> I've read the lyrics. I haven't listened because I just, I'm not at that point. Um, and it has four artists on it and I'm going to forget all of them besides like three. So there's Cardi B, who I don't really um, endorse at all based on solely her comments on transgender people. Okay? Yes. That's that. Um, Rita Ora, who I just know is a Rita Ora. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got BB Rexa. Baby, BB. And then I don't know who the last person is. I think it's four people, though. You're a step ahead of me because before all this happened, I only heard of Cardi B, and then that was where I ended. Okay. So... <laughs> um, Essentially, so the song came out and there's lyrics alluding to basically just like women being with other women and there's a lyric in there about like red wine and there's all kinds of shit going on in this song, right? You can go and read the lyrics if you want. So apparently the song was written by men and women, which people are forgetting. Um, But like the kind of initial... Um, feelings on gay Twitter. Because <laughs> this, this is where it all went down, right? This is why I missed a lot of it. I know. <laughs> My feed is very gay. Yeah. Um, was just that it was like an exploitative song, that it was a bunch of, quote, straight women writing about, like, using queer baiting, exploiting actual. I say with quotes, um, queer women's stories or whatever, um, that it's a song written for the male gaze because only men wrote it and which is not true. And then also that like, I don't need wine to kiss girls, blah, blah, blah. I'm a pure fucking bitch. Okay. So there's a lot of things to unpack. There's <laughs> so much to unpack. That I'm s- it's like, it's fucking Wednesday. This was last week. It's Wednesday, my dudes. And I'm still tired. <laughs> So here are my thoughts. My initial reaction was like, are we sure all of these women are straight? Like, they're writing about being with other women. I don't know. Like, why are we just assuming that they're straight just because what they're popular? You're just, you know, you're... I feel like it challenged... And this is where it comes from. It challenges the perception of, like, being a flawless, I say in quotes, like, LGBT person. Like, a person who isn't messy, who never had to experiment, a person who is very secure in their sexuality, is not confused, is not under the influence, you know, is not, is is totally out of the closet, all of these things. It's gotten to a point now where, like, you know, being a part of the LGBT community is becoming more and more acceptable within society that it's almost like now it's becoming unacceptable to, like... Be confused. Be confused and, like, the road to being out, being, like, you know, filled with hurdles, yeah. essentially. The way that, like, now that I picture this song is almost like how I felt in middle and high school when I wasn't out of the closet whatsoever. I was also really confused about how I would label myself, what these feelings were. And specifically, the the thing that got me really upset was, first of all, the controversy surrounding this song literally caused Rita Ora to have to make a public statement apologizing for it, saying that the song literally just represented her sexual identity and experiences, and then she had to come out as bisexual. Like, it literally forced her out of the closet. And I feel yeah. really terrible about that because, like, we... 
I, I that was what got me the most upset was that everyone was just assuming that these experiences were fake and that they weren't real and it was just written you know to be exploitative when like she's literally like no this is literally just a song about how i feel and what i've experienced isn't and it it's literally like, why? just like making the uh, general assumption that like the baseline is that they were straight like that's the assumption that everybody's made why is that everybody's assumption because bi people don't exist chris come on it's 2018 we know this we know um and so that's how i felt about it was just kind of like fucked up for her i felt really bad for her i don't i don't i'm not gonna like i don't like cardi b so i'm not tooting her horn you know what i mean like she's out here being like yes i used a word it wasn't even about the word that she used which i will not repeat it was just the it was literally the context in which she spoke of trans people that really is fucking disgusting so like i'm not trying to support her at all i'm supporting rita ora here and i feel bad that she wrote a song about her sexual identity and her experiences and was immediately discredited invalidated and forced to come out maybe sooner than she felt comfortable like just because she's a celebrity doesn't mean it's it's probably harder are you kidding absolutely it's gotta be harder um especially when you're like in the bi pan spectrum and everyone fucking hates you so it's like it's tough um and that's kind of it's how i felt when um when Demi Lovato came out with her, uh, what was it, Cool for the Summer, right? I remember listening to that being like, oh my god, you know, liking women isn't just something you do in the summertime and then you fucking drop them in the fall, you know what I mean? I felt very, like, I didn't like it. I thought it was exploitative, right? You know? And I had that feeling, and now she's out as bisexual and it it makes me think okay she just wasn't comfortable at the time labeling it maybe she was a lot of it i feel like comes from internalized biphobia like that's how i felt in fucking high school and like in regards to the the wine lyrics and stuff i just want to tell a little bit of my experience so when i was in high school and i knew at this point wow i love women (laughs) like it is beyond a shadow of a doubt in me and I am extremely attracted to women, etc. But I did not one. I, it was not safe for me to come out with the people I was living with. Okay, and we forget that this exists too. That it's not just easy to come out. Some people, literally, it's not safe to come out. So like, yeah. let's let's fucking remember that. Um, so I was not comfortable being out because I was so afraid of it getting back to my parents and then having their abuse get worse. Um, but we would be at parties. And the drinking situations literally were the only times that I felt like I could be comfortably with women without judgment. And the reason for that is because it was like, well, it didn't matter. You know, it was so much internalized biphobia within myself. Um, and I know that like other friends of mine that are gay have also experienced this as well. It's just this like thing where you feel like, oh, well, I can have a drink. And then when anybody brings out the fact that I was hooking up with so-and-so last night, it's just alcohol. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything deeper. It was a good way to hide in plain sight. Like you could be queer, but no one had to think deeper about it because, oh, well, we were all drinking, but like you and yourself knew you had a good time and that literally I would use it as an excuse to be with women. Like I, we would go to these, like, and I know that all of my queer friends were like the exact same way. And we would go to these kinds of situations with that in mind where you're like, yeah, well, like I can actually like be queer, but like, you know, I also will not get dragged for it or exploited for it or like, you know, have people like no one ever like 
fucking forced me out of the closet, which I always thought was really interesting. Cause like I was terrified. Like yeah. even when I had that excuse or whatever, I was like, well, what if this still gets back to other people at school and my family? And it never did because I don't know if people were like just more respectful or if they literally just were like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. She dates boys blah 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 like obviously and that's another thing too like of course like i'm only dating men because that's the only thing i'm like allowed to do because if i'm publicly dating a woman then i'm gonna get hit like Mm -hmm. you know so that kind of thing a lot of the community when this song came out really upset me because it's like this idea that you can't be queer at all unless you are perfect and you can't be queer unless you've had the perfect amount of experiences where you have been like i'm just talking in regards to like a woman being a bisexual we'll just go there um because that's my experience right so it's like you can't you're not valid unless you've dated both men and women um you are very public about your experiences like it's the same thing i know i talked about those experiences sober yeah you everything has to be completely sober and pure Uh, pure was a word i was seeing tossed around what do they mean by pure like uh it's this it's the it's the bi role model shtick that i fucking hate that i know a lot of bi activists also hate where it's like we there are people are messy okay like people are messy and there's this this stigma against bisexuals that we're like cheaters and liars and we're sluts and we are doing it for attention we're doing it for male attention (laughs) if i had a dollar (laughs) i don't want to do i don't want men to look at me (laughs) don't look at me um and there's just there's so many standards so it's like you can't have a bisexual like every time someone comes out as bi and they're you know maybe in a non-monogamous relationship they have a lot of sex they're not dating a woman like if this is a bi woman say they're dating a man like all these things are just like oh well you're not you're not good enough to be in the club here and it's really a lot of gatekeeping and it's just a lot of biphobic crap that just gets put under this umbrella of like oh we're just trying to have like a positive representation representation for our community no the way that you can have that is if you represent all walks of bisexual people. There are going to be bisexual people that are always in monogamous relationships, never cheat on their partners, who, you know, are in same-sex relationships, different sex relationships, whatever. And then there are also going to be bisexuals that have cheated on their partners, just like there are straight people that have cheated on their partners, gay people that have cheated on their partners. Like, that's not a sexuality trait. That's literally you're a piece of shit person trait. And that comes in all kinds of identities, honey. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's also going to be bisexuals that are in non-monogamous relationships, just like there are straight people that are in non-monogamous relationships and gay people. Like, it just, it's not, it's up to a person. And so I, I feel like, a lot of a lot of people used this song as a way to get out all of their like pent up biphobic fucking narratives and hot takes where they're just like oh all these bisexuals that are just like kissing women all these bi girls quote that are just like kissing women for the male gaze and they just need you know alcohol to do it and i never needed a drink to be in love with women okay that's very valid i am so proud of you maybe you didn't grow up in a household that would have literally physically and mentally harmed you if you had been at all outspoken about your feelings for women and nobody absolutely wants anybody to grow up in a household like that exactly like Like, can we just acknowledge the privilege there like 
You know what I mean? Like maybe I would have never needed a drink to be with any of the women that I had been with in the beginning if I had lived in a household with parents and family that had been so understanding and supportive of my sexuality from a very early age. But the fact that you did have to have a drink does not invalidate or or lessen your bisexuality or your experiences because of that and like that's experiences that did happen like i'm lucky that i'm very secure in my sexuality where it's like if you're listening to this and you're suddenly being like oh my god rachel's not even bi like honestly you can just (laughs) i don't know what you could do (laughs) go have an avocado i I mean why are you here (laughs) i don't know but like it's just like luckily i don't care because it's my sexuality is for me honey it's just for me and i know who i am and that is very important to know but um where i'm getting at with this is that oh god i'm just starting to like get all like it's just like the experience of being in the closet and being with women maybe drinking a little bit like those are all valid experiences they're all like stepping stones people are always going to be different levels of in the closet and like there should be media written about all of them there should be media written about very out and proud people who you know have no fucking like qualms about being out there should also be songs written about when you are in the closet there should be songs written about internalized homophobia and biphobia just like there should be songs written about being super proud and not even like referencing that at all like yeah and i just think it's it's wrong to criticize media just because it doesn't perfectly express your journey in your sexuality especially when i'm seeing people that are not bisexual criticizing this that's where i get so frustrated and like if you were a bisexual or pansexual person and you listened to this song and you didn't like it you didn't think it represented you and you felt invalidated by it or offended by it that is totally valid too like that's the thing with media it's not gonna be perfect for everyone i just thought it was wrong to assume that the person who wrote it couldn't have possibly had the experiences that she was describing in the song and i thought it was a lot of a lot of people used it as an excuse to have all of their stupid biphobic hot takes come out of the woodwork and i was seeing a lot of that and like you know there's another artist who um is named Haley kyoko that everyone's really in love with she's a lesbian artist and you know she had she had a lot of criticism for it like at the the front of it and i understand where she comes from i also didn't like the way that she regarded you know the whole like well i don't need i don't need wine to kiss women and the whole like you know pure feelings it just felt a lot of i felt a lot of like undertones of biphobia and gatekeeping in that language that i did not like um and that's i think I just think like you know music like this is gonna be always controversial and meant for discussion and also people are gonna people are gonna vibe with certain things people are gonna be like yeah that relates to me um and people are gonna be like no that doesn't relate to me and that's just fucking music and i think we should just be all happy that we are starting to see more and more queer music like this. And whether you think Rita Ora deserves to be writing it is honestly not even valid because this woman said, hey, I'm just writing about my... Even if she didn't even come out. Even yeah. if she was just like, I, I'm i writing about my experience. Like, who are you to say that she can't write about experiences that she had in her life? You know what I mean? It's just wrong. Like, I just feel like... I don't know. 
I get what you're saying. I think that like, and I've, I've been staying a little bit, you know, back on this conversation a little bit because I'm, I'm, I don't have these experiences. And I can't really like speak from personal. I know experience. we were going to have this discussion regardless. And we knew that Chris didn't really have like a lot to offer. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, from my perspective, it's like, why I think that there's going to be a time that's fast approaching where, uh, within the community and with, outside of the LGBT community where people just need to stop labeling other people. Yeah. Like that that's like the main overarching thing until somebody literally like one you don't have to you don't have to tell people how you label yourself. You don't even have to label yourself. I think people should just like live their experiences labeled or unlabeled however you want to and Everybody that else should we back should just off. let everybody what what people tell you as their experiences take that as their truth and not fill it with into it it may not be how you live your life they may somebody may live their experiences exactly like you and they decide not to label themselves that's totally like their own prerogative it's just like we need to stop telling everybody how they should act to fit inside of certain boxes because sometimes I feel like the labels almost turn a little bit negative when everybody's like, well, you need to do these things to fit within these boxes. You're not the perfect boxes. because you didn't do this. I I remember when I first came out and like I had already been out to myself at that point for a few years and I had been out to all of my peers and friends, but I hadn't been out online and obviously to my family. And I remember thinking like the reason why I wanted to come out was so that I could make videos and like podcasts or whatever about bisexuality especially coming from my perspective because i knew that my parents were not going to approve and at that point i had seen so many coming out stories on youtube where like the parents are so elated and just so supportive and like yes that is amazing and i'm not dragging people for having that i wish that that was my truth i want everybody to have that experience yes i think that's amazing and that was not my experience and i wanted to be able to be a comfort to people that were seeing those videos and maybe felt like that's not i that's totally not my reality you know what i mean i wanted to be like at least some comfort like hey that can also be an experience that you won't have but you can still come out of it the other side and then i remember like that negative voice in my head being like well you're dating a man who's gonna fucking listen to you you know what i mean you're not a good bisexual representation you'd only be good as a bi activist if you were dating a woman right now and I remember voices like that in my head. Mm-hmm. And that is internalized biphobia. And that is bullshit. And I don't have to sit here and justify the reasons why I'm not currently dating a woman. I don't have to justify the fact that I fell in love with you fucking seven and a half years ago. And I don't have to justify the fact that like I never felt comfortable being that visibly public with my sexuality because of my home situation and that the timeline of events just never led me down that path but that does not make my sexuality any less real yeah and i don't know maybe we're all just reading too much into the song (laughs) that's also valid (laughs) but look all i'm saying is that it was just about puppies shut up no all i'm saying (laughs) is that I just think we need to be a little bit less critical of other people's sexual identity. And especially, this is coming from the LGBT community. I didn't see a single straight person 
saying anything about this fucking shit the toxicity among the lgbtq community in regards especially to bisexual pansexual and trans people it is insane to me and it makes me so angry because all of the negativity that i've experienced about my sexuality the most harm that i've ever felt and the shit that i most internalized came from other queer individuals in the community and that is wrong we should be lifting each other up like you said if someone tells you of their experience or their identity take that as the truth because they would know you know you don't know any better you're not gonna like i just think there's so much gatekeeping and what i mean by gatekeeping is like there's all these people that have like all of these standards and pressures and rules that they feel like every LGBT person has to adhere to in order to be like considered worthy or at all accepted in this community. And like, isn't that hard enough to come from government? Like yeah. we have people that literally can't, could be fired at any minute from their job we just got marriage equality you know what i mean like people that literally get fucking traumatized at work for using a certain bathroom for dressing in a certain uniform if you're working for a job that has uniforms asking people to use certain pronouns or call them by their current name their real name now like there's so much other shit that's happening that we really gotta worry about whether or not rita aura is a true buy like i just feel like if she says that these are her experiences then cool that's Rita Ora and that's her life now and you can criticize lyrics you can be wishful that you had music that better represented your individual experience because I know that as a bi person like I wish that I had bi media that really represented me and sometimes I feel like I don't because I feel like when we do get a positive bi representation in media they always immediately have that person date someone of the same sex and I feel like that's on purpose because they feel like, well, then they're actually valid as a queer individual that's calling themselves bi. I feel as though, like, since the idea, like, to represent a bisexual character in media, uh, they would typically, unless, like, they would never... They're either the villain that's, like you're terrible you're a cheater you're you're literally the villain or it's just like callie torres and then she's dating arizona you know what i mean and And i mean she was with you know mark before and like um wow what's his name george george (laughs) holy fuck (laughs) but like um like the idea of having a also a non-monogamous character on tv would be like oh my god that's that wasn't framed as like oh you're just like a swinger kinky like yeah that would never fucking like we're not there yet absolutely not there yet so like i feel like they tend to stick bisexual characters with somebody of the same sex because like honestly once she came out she was pretty much with women the whole time and it's like that is awesome that they represented her at all and that she is so proud experience absolutely yeah like that's fine but i'm just saying that like for me personally like do i see myself represented as a bisexual no not often if ever (laughs) so like i can i can understand criticizing media for that and wishing that media perfectly represented you but it's out there representing someone and those people that did enjoy that song that did think like yeah man that's me for me i i think the song perfectly you know describes 
me as a like closeted bi in high school just really trying to be with women but like on the down low because i was afraid of being out and like that's people right now that are having that experience so i don't know i just thought it did bring up a lot of interesting conversations and like i said it was a it was a time where people really got to let out their like biphobic kicks which like always upsets me especially in the lgbt community well, now we'll uh, turn our attention to the future and see how the fuck Bohemian Rhapsody screws up everything with Freddie Mercury's sexuality. I so know. let's I, see I how was, that goes. I was real pumped for that movie. Honestly, I thought uh, I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Rami Malek. Rami Malek. I thought that like I know that was Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to originally do it, but then he dropped out. And then it was Rami Malek. I thought that he was like a great pick and he looks really good in the role. Yeah, the makeup they did is perfect. Yeah, but... So the trailer just dropped for... And they're calling it Bohemian Rhapsody. Which is honestly... That's so fucking lame. I know. That is I was so not expecting that lame. as a title. <laughs> but... Go with the most popular song they have and just calling the movie that? Like, that's kind of... So essentially, like, if you don't know, Freddie Mercury is a noted bisexual icon. I guarantee you they do not bring that up, and um, it looks like they're not going to be discussing the AIDS crisis they at all. They confirmed that like that it's not a part of the movie. So, I have heard that a lot of the reason for that is because of the remaining members of Queen. Like, they're very against talking about his sexuality and also the AIDS crisis in the movie, and that they made making the movie, like, a big pain in the ass. Like, they actually wanted the movie... And that's why Sasha Baron Cohen dropped out, is because of the creative differences between, like, how it was originally pitched and how the members of the band are influencing the movie. Yeah, because they, they, they wanted it to literally be, like, he dies like halfway through and then the rest of the movie is because about they, the they remaining members of Queen. originally supposed to be a very heavily Freddie Mercury biopic kind of movie. Isn't it still a biopic though? But, but now they wanted it to be more about the band as a whole. Which I get that they want like the, I get that but this is a Freddie Mercury movie just let it be that I guess. Yes. I don't know. I'm not a part of the band so I don't know <laughs> I don't know all the inner workings and I've seen a lot of like you know because his relationships with men were kept like relatively in secret for obviously many reasons so you know i don't i don't know i don't know how i, I feel. I'll, I'll still see it probably my bet is that it's completely erased yeah it's just That's that i bet. don't as it it makes me very sad to know that like they'll probably erase his sexuality completely and that's just you know 2018 will be the 2018 is not going to be you know like we're erasing Dumbledore's sexuality too let's just erase them all that seems to be what media wants to do it's like I would be even more upset about Dumbledore if she had actually made him gay in the text but I saw there was like a a time special edition I don't know what that is but it's just like a magazine that was completely dedicated to just like Harry Potter like different articles whatever the fuck insights whatever I was reading it in the Whole Foods checkout line because I'm that person now and um, there was an article written in there about Dumbledore's sexuality and basically just being like, you know, J.K. Rowling announced this in like fucking like 2015, 16, whatever the fuck. And Wait, it was really that, that recent? No. No, it wasn't that recent. I forget what year it was. But that uh, she, the writer was basically just like, but there was no mention of that. There was also like no queer representation at all within the no. books at all. Like and when did Deathly Hallows come out? The book. That's 
when we were still in high school sometime. The book? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's real no excuse, to be honest. They, <laughs> they wrote in there, like, how hard would it have been to write, like, a sentence about, like, two people dancing at the U-Ball together yeah, or something yeah. like that, you know? Like, uh, honestly, her books are already hella banned because it's witchcraft. Yes. You might as well just do whatever you want to represent him. But, like, also, she's transphobic. So, I mean, what else do I fucking expect from J.K. Rowling? Yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> it's it's a sad it's, timeline. It's a sad timeline of, you know, realizing all the flaws that are in my literal favorite piece of media. But I have to face those and acknowledge all of the... Yeah. All, like, I can't just sit You can't here. be one of those people on Twitter that's got Johnny Depp as their fucking <laughs> avatar. Yeah. <laughs> just ignoring everything. God bless. I won't ignore how terrible uh, Hogwarts Mystery is either. It was bad. Yeah, I haven't played. Please save your IP, J.K. Rowling. Please <laughs> do something. Well, speaking of IP... I mean, maybe not, but I just, all I know is E3 is ramping up very soon. Oh, yes. And so do you have any predictions? Do you have any things that you already know are going to be shown? And what's what's your tea? What are you excited about? They're doing a lot of shit. Like the, E3 now is, like, expanding so much that, like, so many, so many of the developers know that, like, if they launch shit, they're launching shit now, like, release trailers and, like, sh- like hints about shit because they know that, like, the week before hand they'll get tons of like people are paying attention to like pre e3 news right like they like launch it the week beforehand now and then like the coming week um my thoughts are that we will see absolutely tons of shit about the last season of the walking dead game well yeah i am so ready for that we're going to see... Lo- what was that that we watched on YouTube already? That was at PAX. Yeah, we watched the, like... They had a panel with, like, the voice actors and the writers and the directors. and everything. I know. She was sobbing, like, the entire I time. I know. Yes, fuck. <laughs> so, that's the, obviously what I'm the most excited for that's going to come out. Probably, my bet is that it starts launching the fall of this year. Yeah. Um, well, I think that we will see some information about the next season of the Life is Strange game. I think we'll get a trailer... Because they said that they were going to do something in the beginning or, like, in the spring of this year and they haven't done anything yet, so I think they mean, like... Either. I'm hesitant on it just because, like, I also know that the uh, Don't Nod, who's making this new season, is also, like, launching their vampire game. Like, Which really I will be soon. getting! <laughs> like, that's... They're, they're really ramping up on that because I think it's supposed to be coming out soon. But he plays soon, a so, dude, like, right? Yes, he plays God a dude. God damn it! I know, I know. I just want to be a badass fucking lady vamp come on <laughs> um but i'll just... still play it because i'm here for vampire trash all the way <laughs> let's bring them back get rid of these zombies walking dead's about to end let's bring back the vampires you know and it's time for a vampire for renaissance bitch um, anyway i think that we'll see a lot of stuff about red dead redemption 2 which is like one of the other things that i'm really excited for i'm pumped there's gonna be a lot of things that I know are gonna come. But Me like, and Chris are I, gonna play Red Dead the story together, and then any of the online component we're gonna play like with our GTA friends. Yeah, absolutely. Like that game is so that was so fun, and the story was great. Had a I really never good played twist. the first one. It was it was a lot of fun. Do I need to know the first game? I don't know if you need to know the first game. It's been so long since the first one came out. Like I know that like 
it's a continuation I'm of sure the story. I'm sure there'll be Easter eggs and shit. Yeah, but honestly, I don't even fucking remember the Easter eggs because it's been so long yeah. since I played it. Yeah, so... I'm just here to ride a horse with my crew. <laughs> <laughs> we'll become horse girls. <laughs> oh my god, please name a crew if you can Like, that. it would like be a so... Gang. I don't know I, what you I don't know, yeah, like, are we gonna have, like, you know, in GTA, we're the noob crew, and we have a nipple emblem on everything, so in the Red Dead, are we gonna be, like, the titty... The titty horse. Titty brigade. <laughs> yeah, the titty brigade. <laughs> if only we could put like a crew emblem like on a horse. On a horse. Yeah, instead of my cars. <laughs> no, please. That's stop. honestly fucked up. Um, but I'm I'm predicting, um, life is strange. Like I said, and I don't know, man. I just there's something. I don't think we're gonna get a full on trailer, but I think we're going to get in the same style of when they announced. Um, Super Smash Brothers at that one like Nintendo fucking direct yeah I think we're gonna get literally like a frame of Animal Crossing for Switch or it'll just be like one of those things where they literally put up a photo and then it's just like of an Animal Crossing you know yeah, what I mean it yeah. just says like coming in 2020 like that's all it says my prediction is that because I know they're not gonna spend any time like going through it because they're gonna be doing only Smash my prediction is that it, if there's any mention of anything Animal Crossing, it's going to be about Pocket Camp and that's it. That is that is my prediction. Because, I just rolled my eyes so because much. Pocket <laughs> Camp, like, it's still kind of fresh. That It's making them a lot of money. They're putting a lot of time into it. It's the, a new Animal Crossing thing that they have and they have so many other games. Here's why that I think they you're wrong. They have so many other games that they haven't talked about since last e3 that they announced that are huge hitters for them that's why i don't think they're gonna do like a full-on trailer or anything but i think they are gonna tease it because one they are they have like a goal of trying to sell a certain amount of switches by the end of this year 20 million yeah and the amount of people that bought a 3ds when new leaf came out will like if they made a fucking game for the switch i know my ass would finally buy a switch and i know that that's like another huge title for them and i know that that would sell a lot of consoles for them so i think that's part of it two the timeline of when the super mario run game came out with the what was it like super mario odyssey Odyssey, yes it's like a year in between those releases Mm -hmm. and so people thought that like the super mario run was just kind of like here this will tide you over until we have our big title game because it had been a while since there was a new super mario game yeah and that's what i'm saying for animal crossing it's like here's pocket camp but they're gonna fucking tie in pocket camp at some point and i think it's gonna have to do with what's his fuck from new leaf that they added in the dude harvey that's at the campground you know with the little birds and stuff and then they made pocket camp i think it's gonna be camper related i think it's gonna be like a larger scale pocket camp i hope you're still like a mayor of a town i feel like if they're gonna do it i feel like you might be like it might have to do with like wildlife you know what I mean? It might be maybe you're like and you're they'll the add mayor, more animals and stuff to it. You're the mayor of a town, but it also like your town has like a camping ground next to it that you also manage somehow. Or like, maybe you're like it's like Animal Crossing road trip. Oh my god! And you're I, going to like different camp stops to get different things. Like you're going to different like truck stop parking areas or whatever. You know what I mean? You're trying to get like different wildlife caught. You know things like that. You, and then yeah. you're seeing other people's campers and you're talking to other villagers that way. I don't know. Who knows? Other people have predicted that, like, you could do 
fucking straight up you're the president of the world <laughs> in animal crossing because you're going from like mayor to president i don't know either I way i swear because they, they do multiple directs throughout the year because they don't they stopped wanting to do like just like everything at once at e3 so then they do but they multiple... have just done a direct so that's why yeah, i feel I know. like so this is the next one they do one like four year i think it's like quarterly and so i don't think anything will be this time but i think maybe one of the next two for the rest of the year might okay tease something my prediction I... is still a slide and then we get the actual real information about it at the next direct they got pokemon they got super smash which is gonna take up i bet it's gonna the, it's gonna be all the direct smash. is gonna be an hour i think that's usually how long they are and i bet you like 45 minutes of that is gonna be fucking smash brothers and then it'll be like they're a also little doing bit of, splatoon story they got splatoon they got pokemon they got metroid kirby yoshi odyssey download stuff maybe like yeah, extra probably levels. Be DLC for like there's a lot of other things that i think that they that we know actually i feel like they're exists. gonna do the same thing where they're like okay guys we'll see you next time they end it and then all of a Reggie sudden always comes back and he's like smuggle fuck he's like hey one more thing for you, you yeah and then it's just like literally a slide that has like the grass print on it and then it just says 2019 on it or what if it was just like an apple walking walking into brewsters or something like that <laughs> like and he has latte art that says 2020 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, i will i will 100 fucking die guys get ready for the like episode or episodes of us just geeking when does out it start it's, it's the soon. beginning of june yeah I, it's my it's my summer holiday it's everything to me oh and speaking of june so june has a lot of shit for me going on um but i did take all of your feedback on what we talked about in the last episode about like doing stuff for pride month on my store and i am going to be doing a series of different phone wallpapers with various different pride things um one of them is going to have like pretty much every different flag that i could fucking scrounge up and i had a lot of people help me out on this and there's going to be a few different designs and all of the proceeds from the phone backgrounds are going straight to the trevor projects and they'll just be available in the month of june my goal is to have them up on june 1st um it just depends on how long it takes me to make them i'm like working on it right now um yeah, i but, think you'll be good but, but yeah, hopefully we'll you guys are cool with that i think it's a good way to do it and honestly i'm just excited to be painting Very some of these things june is quickly becoming just like a jam-packed month like yeah and then in the year. middle of the month the well not really in the middle but the 12th is my anniversary so we are going to be having a sale on my store that'll be like store-wide on probably everything but digital downloads um yeah. just because there are only like 99 cents so it's like what's the point of the discount but and also i want the full price for the ones going to the trevor project to like go yeah, you know yeah what I, mean? I get you um so that'll be happening too so i'm also making a shit ton of new things that i'm probably not going to be releasing until then so that the store has a lot of stuff on it <laughs> that can be discounted like succulent magnets and things like that things that i know are really popular um so if you haven't grabbed anything yet you know keep an eye out for the there's 12th. like a few things there yeah right now like the phone backgrounds and everything but like there's gonna be a lot more like physical stuff probably being yeah listed yeah. soon so keep and then eyes. we have a concert at the end of june yes i know first, con- first of three concerts we're going to this year i'm fucking which is wild. ready i'm ready me not being a concert bench at all like now going to three after being to two your last whole life year, <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. like last year I went to two. I'm counting Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I care. I count that. Yes. I carry that. <laughs> I carry that. I would love to see another one of those. Yeah, like 
I'd love to see one of the later movies. Yes, I would love to see Order of the Phoenix. Because, I mean, I wouldn't want to do Chamber of Secrets because we saw Sorcerer's Stone. And, like, that, the music is very similar in between the two. So, like, I'd like to go for one of the later ones. That'd yeah. be fun. That's off topic. I know. Completely. That's okay. Why but, don't we... Uh, yeah, I was going to say we should get into some questions and quizzes after a note from our sponsor. <laughs> a note. So this episode of Coffee with Crachel is brought to you by adamandeve.com, which is a sex toy and all things pleasure website, if you will. As always, we have a great deal for you guys. If you use code CWC on adamandeve.com, you get 50% off of just about any item, free shipping, three free adult DVDs, and a free mystery gift. So again, just go to adamandeve.com and use code CWC to get that offer. Today's podcast is also brought to you by audible.com. Well, are you shocked? I don't think anybody is shocked, but uh, here we are, and uh, Audible.com, <laughs> if you've never heard of it, is a place, the premier spots, I'd say, to get all of your audiobook needs. They have a wide selection to choose from, and if there's an audiobook for the book that you're interested in, it's going to be on Audible. Are you guys sick of listening to our voices? Why not listen to, like, Amy Poehler read a book? Exactly. You know, we are not the only people putting audio content out there in the world, and I'm sure you are sick of us, so go listen to one of those books. <laughs> so you can get a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash CWC. Yeah, you'll get a free trial and one free audiobook. So that's, once again, audibletrial.com slash CWC. All right, so this is completely unrelated to anything. It's just stupid fun because we need some of that here. And, you know, after last week's, like, incredible dive into our deep psyche, I feel oh like my God. this I is another so dive, you know, and this is uh, what potato chip flavor are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's crunch time, it says. Uh, oh, I thought you were just saying that in general. Oh, I was like, no. Well, Chris, I was no, gonna... the tagline around here is the only thing filtered is the coffee. The only thing crunchy is the chip. Wow. Okay. So uh, pick, yes. pick, pick a potato dish that isn't chips. Garlic what mashed potatoes. I'm what chip I am. Garlic mashed potatoes, french fries, roasted potatoes, baked potato, scalloped potato, potato latkes. All right, now let me just say that this is already really hard because potatoes are like the one vegetable that I think universally can just be like accepted in any form. And it's... There's not a form of potato that I don't like. It is... Other than <sighs> I probably won't eat a raw potato. Yeah. All right, Matt Damon, you know, up there in fucking oh. Martian <laughs> grown potatoes. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> All of these sound amazing. The one I eat the most is fries. It's fries. But if I had to pick one that I wanted, ooh. I'm honestly going to go with latkes because I would eat them. They're like the best mix of like a fry and like a hash brown and like yeah. a little bit creamy on the inside like i'm just going i'm with going with roasted potatoes because you get a nice like herb mix on them and roast them up so good Ugh. how would the last person you texted describe you <laughs> all right how would you describe me <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so over. hilarious loyal creative stubborn cute lovable uh, um you're none of these <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> i would say you are <laughs> lovable or hilarious Ooh, ooh, or cute. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm going to go with hilarious. Rebecca, how would you be. describe me? <laughs> I think Rebecca would describe me as creative because all we do is yes. talk about art together. <laughs> uh, which food would be the grossest chip flavor? Black olives, oysters, candy corn, cotton candy, cilantro, 
or mayonnaise. Oh my god, a cilantro potato chip would fucking be divine. Like, I don't like cilantro, but for the cilantro lovers out there, that I imagine that lit. that would be like like a, like a, what is it, sour cream and onion kind of thing, you oh, know? Man. If it was just like lime and cilantro potato chip. Lime and the coconut. Yes. Um, um, I'm not going to lie. I think candy corn or cotton candy would be fucked up. I think oysters would be the most fucked up. I'm going to go with candy corn. I, you know, they do some fucky shit with, like, sweet and salty, so I could imagine that it would still be kind of bad, but they would, they would do it. Those are actually plausible ones. Okay. Getting thirsty? Pick a drink. Soda, beer, green smoothie, iced tea, coffee, or water. Um, I'm picking coffee, even though I don't drink it when I'm thirsty. It's off-brand to pick anything but coffee. Exactly. (laughs) Pick something sweet. Cheesecake, ice cream, chocolate lava cake, caramel corn, sour candy, chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Oh, boy. I'm tied between caramel corn and sour candy. (laughs) I'm tied between chocolate chip cookies and ice cream because I am basically... (laughs) I'm going to go with caramel corn. I can always fuck up some of those crunchy boys. Did you always used to get those um, the the big cylinders that were separated into the three sections? I did, but I hated them because it's like you're eating caramel corn, but you're just smelling pungent cheese. True, and yeah. it's just and well, you just have like a regular one in there. But as I'm well, a cracker yeah. jack through and through, honey. I used to love those things. Um, I'm gonna go with ice cream. Yeah, because I get chocolate chip chunks in my. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Chocolate chunks. <laughs> Do you like a dip with your chips? Yes, no, depends on the chip. Yes, it depends on the chip for depends me. Depends on the chip. Because like a regular salt and vinegar, she is divine, honey, on her own. But a ruffle that's just plain demands okay. a fucking onion dip. The ruffles, I feel as though, are specifically designed for dipocity. They're ridged for the dip. They've got, you know, for r- they're rigid. They can withstand a dip. A tortilla yes. chip demands salsa or guac. Yes, although I'm weird and I can just eat them on their own too. But, okay. Yeah. You know, we're not all you. Finally, pick a sandwich to have with your chips. First of all, do you put the chips inside the sandwich? I would literally sin if I wasn't. Yeah. What? <laughs> I would be sinning. That's what I meant to say. Turkey sandwich, tuna salad sandwich, ham and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, grilled cheese, meatball sub. To have These with are chips. Fucking white people ass sandwiches. Okay, Where is my ch- Italian sub? Where's the, uh, have the salt and vinegars with the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> okay, if this were on here, I would have an Italian sub and I would put the chips in the sandwich. Specifically from Wawa. I'm not eating a fucking ham and cheese sandwich like a piece of shit. No offense to all the ham and cheese lovers out there. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick, while I do enjoy a grilled cheese, I think to have with chips, I'd pick the turkey. I'm going to go with tuna turkey. because I would have salt and vinegar chips on the side and they kind of go together honestly fucking got me nailed me oh i just got the biggest plot twist in my life for my answer okay it's not salt vinegar it's not even a potato chip they gave me a wild card because i'm fucked up oh no i got cheetos (laughs) they said huh didn't see that coming you're a bold person who loves to get in friendly debates with others wrong um you defy expectations and don't adhere to anyone's standards or rules you follow your gut and you don't mind if things get a little messy along the way that is not you i'm actually so upset it's just because i like weird food i'm mad i got original (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, they got you. <laughs> you enjoy the simple things in life. You're a true friend who can always be counted on. You're reliable, but you're not boring. You might be a little shy at first, but once you open up, you really shine. Oh, and you're really addictive. Like, seriously, it's becoming a problem. I agree with all of this. Wow. I it fucking read me. If I were a chip, though, I feel like I would be a salt and vinegar. Of course. Like, yeah, I think that fits you. Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. All right, let's get into some fucking questions. All right, so I've got two questions that are related that are kind of about your store and art and fun oh. things. Uh, so the first one is, Rachel, have you ever considered doing blank cards for your Etsy store? I think it'd be really cool if you could maybe paint it on a card and sold them as a set, like thank you or birthday cards or something like that. I don't know if it'd be cost effective for you or not, just wondering. I have thought about it. I need to look into, like, if I just want to paint on watercolor paper and then, like, hand cut and fold them. Um, they Yeah, they would be all blank. I don't even know if the front would have anything written on them yet. I think it would just be, like, cards in general with pretty stuff on the front. And then you Eventually, could just apply it to anything. Eventually, you could do, like, just, like, thank you. Yeah. Or something like Thanks. that. Happy birthday. Yeah. Things like that. Um, or if I need to, like, actually buy, like, cards. And if it's, you know, something I can paint on. But it is something that I want to do. Yes. And then the second question is, I'm getting into the watercolor painting world and wanted to know if you have any tips or products or video suggestions that could help me on my way. Uh, also, where do you find inspiration? Instagram, 100%. Also, the food I like. I yes. find most of my inspiration. And plant those stores. Those miniature foods, they're inspired by food. Plant stores, food I eat, because those are mostly the two things that I paint or craft the most. But also Instagram, oh my God. Yes. Um, yes. Especially, like, even if you're, like, not even looking at other people's watercolors, but you're looking at, like, just food accounts. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> half my inspiration is just looking at a really cool, like, vegan flat lay. I'm like, yes, all of these citrus <laughs> fruits. Um, in terms of where I, like, watch, like, videos and stuff, I did start out watching stuff on YouTube. There's a lot of resources on YouTube, though a lot of it is less instructional, more, like, just you know, the Watching. process or speed paints and stuff, but there are a lot of tips. Like so just, the get ready with me's of the art world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but there's a lot. So if you just search watercolor on YouTube, you'll find a lot. But if you want to pay money um, and you want more like formal instructional shit, fucking Skillshare, man. I still, I watch Skillshare like 24 seven. I love it. I wish I was fucking sponsored. That's literally your new YouTube it is, is Skillshare. It is like, you know, pricey. You can get like certain artists, which everyone's always asking me like, do I have a code? I don't yet. I should probably like reach out or something, but like- Try and get one of those. You can, like some people will have codes where you get like the first month or like the first three months, I think for 99 cents, which is like really amazing. Um, but yeah, like that's a great resource. Um, also Pinterest surprisingly has a lot of shit. Um, and honestly, if you just Google like watercolor tips and trip tips and trips trips, um, <laughs> or if like there's a specific thing in mind that you're trying to paint, like you'll be able to find stuff online. I promise. Um, did I answer the whole question? Yes, you got it all. Okay. Yeah. Have fun though. Honestly, it's just so fucking relaxing that like, even if you fuck up, it's just, you had fun. <laughs> uh, so the next question is what are some of your favorite indoor plants that are also cat friendly? Ooh, well. Um, I like our cactuses a lot. Yeah. Um, they can not all cacti will be um, cat safe or pet safe in general. Like some of them won't be. 
we're our cats don't even touch our cactuses because and also they, they can get you know if they sniff the little spikies they could get poked but yeah. i mean uh they know just to kind of stay away even if lila sometimes gets a little bit too you know too lovey funky. and she tries to rub up against it there are a lot of palms that are completely cat safe um if they like with all plants even like the cat safe ones if they eat the leaves sometimes it'll be like it's like they ate. It's just not toxic. That's it's not toxic, but like they might like throw up, get like a funky poop or something because yeah. it's like they're not used to eating this like vegetation or whatever. So like it could upset their stomachs, but they're not going to like die. Um, but like palms and stuff like that usually are, once again, look all the different variables. The ASBCA up. usually does a really good job with plants and like just, their description. it just literally says outright, you know, toxic to dogs, toxic to cats, even like horses and stuff. Like. Yeah. So palms are good. Um, the burrows tail succulents are good. Um, Boston ferns, which are really good for air purification. They're good. They just need a lot of water. So that's why we do not have one right now, but I want one. Um, I think I, it but sucks. My, my favorite is the cactus though. Like, yeah, my favorite is the cactus or our palm out of yeah. all the other ones. Um, also the Chinese money plant. I just love her. She's real cute. You know, our plants are thriving right now. Oh they my God. are, they are loving the change of weather and scenery and late. We had these little boys. They, what are they? High Warthia, whatever. I don't know how to say it. I, I think don't it's know how to pronounce yeah. it. It's a one they're a specific know. one where like they grow vertically instead they're of like getting small, wide yeah. and they kind of like grow in clumps on top of each other like towers if you will like layers of them kind of like if you've ever seen the buddhist temple plant it's like that but like a hiawathia or whatever yes um and they we had a trio of them little baby ones and they like just our old apartment our last two apartments they just did not do very well they got like really like they were green originally then they kind of turned like a they were browning, out, yeah. browning green they weren't growing they were getting a little crispy and i thought that they were fucking dead and then we moved them in here and we've been giving them a lot of water they've been having amazing sun they turned green and they're growing they and got so much bright green going on in the center of them which means that like they're growing yet because they grow from the center and kind of grow up yeah they yeah. grow like tall and i am i can't believe that they're actually alive um one day one day we have a tiny little cactus that they said could be like six foot tall when it actually like is nurtured correctly I, I mean, it has a lot of offshoots and shit. I'm hoping that yeah. it will become that thing that you can be like, I had this cactus for 30 years. We also have a really, like, I don't know what type of cactus it is, but it's really just one big fat ball of cactus, essentially. And yeah. now it's, like, kind of growing upwards, and I'm hoping it becomes just a really tall boy as well. Yeah. That would be really exciting. You know? We love watching our plants do all kinds of shit because they're, they're actually doing things now. Yeah. And it's honestly amazing to see what more sunlight can do. I should really take the advice the plants are giving me. Uh, they were looking a little withered. Then we started watering them a lot and then they plumped up. Maybe I should start drinking a lot more water too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I forget to drink my water all the time. Because like they tell you that like your cactuses don't need a lot of water. You just have to be more... Like they you have just to, have to feel the they soil. They have to be more often. properly potted. That's like the real, yeah, the real, the real tea. tea. Stop buying those like 
what I have them to where it's just you buy like the little metal pot from Ikea that has no drainage and you don't put any like rocks at the bottom of yeah, your you thing. Yeah, you have to put rocks at the bottom and then soil yeah. to, for drainage. Because that, it really does make a difference. And like when you're on the fucking subreddits for plants and they're all like, does your plant have tr- proper drainage? And you're like, oh my God, shut up, Susan. Like, I just want to know what's wrong with my plant. Honestly, they're probably right. Yep. It does need drainage. On a related note... <laughs> How do you guys get through the windows into your greenhouse? I always picture myself going penguin style and sliding on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I like just put my ass there and then I spin. Yeah, that's usually how around. we go across. Is like it's it's pretty nice, you know. I can go over there, like put down like all the things that I'm trying to take over to the other room. Then I swing myself over and I've got them all. I just um, don't let my feet touch it because I don't yeah, want it to get. Yeah, yeah. But we are gonna put in like some sort of like runner or whatever we're gonna like have like double-sided velcro to like keep it in place so that like the white paint doesn't get like worn from yeah because i don't want to have to keep like painting it all the time yeah but it's really not that like hard of a task to like like that was like the one concern is like oh is it gonna get old to hop through this window like all the time it hasn't gotten old. No, I just get prepared. Like, when I'm going into the living room, I'm like, all right, do I have my phone charger and my water bottle? Okay, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Do either of you look for deeper meaning within certain dreams, or do you believe that they don't represent anything about your life? I do. It depends. Usually, the That way- would require me to remember my dreams. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> But, like, I mean, I do... Sometimes I bring them up in therapy, and we discuss them. She's not, like, that person that's just like, oh, yeah, that twig actually meant a year's worth of pain. That spider really meant that, like, your life's in peril or something, Yeah, you know? but, like, we talk about it because the way that I see my dreams is, first of all, any meaning that you gather from your dreams is usually valid. Like, that's usually what they actually meant. Because, like, yeah. you're not going to be able to, like, Google, like, something or, like, have somebody else that doesn't know you very deeply Google's tell you. Google's not going to know all, like, your dreams are based off of all of the individual experiences of your life and so nobody else is going to know that except for you. So, like, if you're, like, if you dreamt something and then you're like, oh, I bet that means that, that's probably what it meant. Because yeah. you would know, you know? And the way I see it is I have a lot of stress dreams and my dreams are usually just like an accumulation of like all of the things that like I've been actively forcing myself to not think about during the day and then they manifest at night and it honestly fucking sucks and I wish that there was better ways to like live. Um, but like there will be things that happen in my dreams that I'm like, oh yeah, that was something I've been trying to not think about and that's how it's playing out in my dream. It'll be like in an abstract way or something like that or something mm-hmm. that's just like eating me up. Honestly, like I was having dreams about my one friend um and like just like talking to her and like reaching out to her and then like i was like you know what i'm gonna fucking do it and then i did reach out to her and now we're friends again (laughs) like you know stuff like that where you're like it's like your subconscious reminding you like hey you haven't resolved this you haven't dealt with this you should probably do it you know that's the way i see them i'm not like oh there's a bug and that actually means (laughs) life is short and we should all get our wings (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I don't remember, like, as soon as I wake up, I pretty much forget all factors of my dreams, but I have always noticed, and I feel like it's happening a lot more, is that I, and it scares me, that I have deja vu a lot, and it gets to the point where, like, I will be in a moment in my life, and it will all feel so familiar, and I will remember that, in that moment, I will remember that I dreamed this, yeah, and then... 
sometimes it has gone to the point where you can predict it a little I have bit. been able to predict what has happened next and then it will happen and then that scares the fuck out of I me. I hate when that happens when you're like okay and then Bubble Buzz gonna say something about that and then they start talking about it and you're like holy shit. And then what is that? I get into it's the fucking, Pisces. <laughs> that's what I tweeted about this and everybody said it's your Pisces. Yeah true everybody form. <laughs> says that like Pisces are psychic or whatever. That gets me into the whole fucking um, interstellar like time Timelines and like you've been in this bookcase before, bitch. Time is not linear, and like we're crossing dimensions, Berenstain bullshit, like oh, all of that stuff. Bring like it back. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I feel like I believe in like the whole time is not linear. Well, it's, yeah, we fucking made her up, and like that there could be ways of like you know that's actually memories that I've had like coming back that I'm dreaming them or something. I don't know. Like I believe in that shit. Like, also, I saw a tweet the other day. Speaking oh God. Of Interstellar, and it was like, I'll never forgive Timothy Chalamet for turning into Casey Affleck in Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> for growing up to be him. Because honestly, once fucking, um, what's the movie called? Call Me By Your Blue is the Warmest Color. Um, <laughs> once that came out, you're like, whoa, Timothy Chalamet? He's in everything. Literally everything. And I completely forgot that he was in Interstellar. Because like, I don't never heard of his name before this was all happening and it's like oh wow he's been here yeah he's been here and also murph murphy young young jessica chastain is renesme yeah that's wild mind-blowing let's all watch interstellar let's watch matthew mcconaughey's neck quiver in ways (laughs) that i've never seen a neck do that oh my god the crying scene that scene is really fucked up though and the last question is when choosing a therapist did you guys find age to be a factor not feeling understood due to a generation gap Mm. like i didn't like get to pick my therapist you know um Um, and i still don't know the age of my therapist i assume she is in her like early 30s from what i can tell but, but you can you can tell that there's not a generational gap. No, honestly, she could be like 28. She's she's ageless. This bench. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, I didn't get to choose based on anything. But like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I do feel very understood. Yeah. And like, I did have in Pennsylvania. He was like, oh, I don't know, maybe he was like in his 40s. That guy. Mm-hmm. And I and then the guy before that that was like part of our campus. And like, yeah, I definitely did not feel. <laughs> first of all because they were men probably was another reason why i didn't feel super comfortable um and that's just like a personal thing but also yeah the age definitely played a role there and i've i've had friends that have had like much older than them therapists who have had issues with them for that reason like especially in regards totally understandable like valid like concern like not to be ageist or anything like i'm not saying that i can't be understood by someone who's older than me that's totally gonna happen you know but also like there there can be instances where like you know there have been like friends of mine that have had like homophobia because the person is a little bit older than a lot older than them or um just the way that they reacted to like sexual encounters things like that like i don't know sometimes it does that can also happen with a therapist that is very young too but Yeah, yeah true yeah um, um, in my experience, like I was given, I was like given times, and depending on which time I chose, like it was, it was a different therapist who had an opening, okay. like essentially. And so, like I, based off of what I picked, then like they told me like about the therapist, and then like I looked up their profile and everything, and I, 
you know, everything seemed okay. I just, at that point, I was kind of like, I don't really want to, like, wait any longer. And my therapist isn't really, like... How old is your therapist? I mean, I have no fucking clue either. But I have to assume somewhere in the 30s range okay. as well. And, I mean, I feel extremely lucky because I really like her. And, yeah, same. Um, it's been going great so far. So Everyone I, I had in Seattle was, like, in their early 30s. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, when I was picking, I wasn't actively thinking about age as a factor when I was choosing a therapist. It just so happened that the time that worked best for me and the therapist that was, you know, at that time happened to be in, like, the this, like, 30s age range, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But I could see it, like, factoring in, and I don't know. Yeah. If, like, it's something that, like, you're finding you're having a hard time with, then honestly, talk to if you're, your clinic or whatever you're going to and then like yeah. ask to be if you're not feeling like it's beneficial for you like for any reason doesn't even yeah. have to do that you know you can always you know it's your choice that you're being there right now and if you want to have like somebody else seeing you because you don't feel like you're getting what you need out of it then it's your prerogative yeah because yeah. like i was saying like about like the friends that i've had that have had an experience like that like there were things that they felt like they couldn't talk about yes because of their therapist's age or like their prejudices that they made like known which i thought was always like really wild like i've never had my therapist like so express a prejudice ex- yeah ever. so far i have not experienced that <laughs> yeah all. i'm very lucky I don't, I don't know any of my therapist's views on anything exactly so, and i feel like that's the way it should be that's absolutely the way it should be um and, like, I've talked to my therapist about it because, like, sometimes I'll ask her questions about that. I'm like, is this normal? Um, like, when a friend of mine brings a concern like that. And she she always gives me this, like, smug <laughs> answer. Because I know she knows she's the shit. Like, I know she does. And she, she'll, like, smile. And she's like, well, you know, all therapists practice differently. <laughs> I'm like, you bitch. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, best of luck. Um, In that journey. Yes. And I think with that, we should wrap up and go to binge time. All right. Well, the rest of you guys, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll see you next week on Wednesday. Wow. Grab my mug. What are you Ooh, talking about? I clinked the clink, mug. Clink, clink, clink. I clinked right. the uh, fucking microphone that time. See right. you later. Bye. Okay, Bopperoonies. So it is grad season. It was Congrats, a- grad. <laughs> oh, my God. It was actually the f- four years since we graduated like a week ago yeah the 10th yes. yeah so which is wild or the 7th i should know this i thought it was the 7th you said the 10th and i was very confused you know, I, think, I think it's the 7th but also wait no it might have been the 10th the 7th of june is when we moved here or was it the 6th stop <laughs> stop it anyway you're fucking graduating right now and that's this is happening. what college you graduated from yes all right Starting off with Scott Edward R. Wilma, you're graduating from Willamette University. Courtney's graduating from Cornerstone College. Jackie Goldfarb went to Golden State University. Emily Sweeney went to Sweetbriar College. Melanie Weldon got her degree from Wells College. Shannon Shires went to Shippensburg University of Pennsylvania. Kimberly Proza got one from Providence College. I'm trying to, like, keep it fresh. (laughs) I, I tried to throw in a lot of Pennsylvania ones in here, or at least ones I recognized, because... That's fun. Sarah Booth went to Bowie State University. Emma Corbeil went to Cornell. Angelica Flees went to Angelo State University. Madeline Young went to James Madison University. Joanna Tartaglini went to Tarleton State University. Tarleton. Tarleton. AJC went to Assumption College. I assume you had a good time. 
Jake Bauer went to Bard College. Valerie Molina went to Malloy College. Teague Phillips went to the University of Phoenix. I see their damn commercials all yeah, the time. Yeah, they have money, bitch. They got fucking money. In Pennsylvania, I'm seeing ads for that college all the time. <laughs> Ali Patella went to Allegheny College. Lily Rose got a degree from College of St. Rose. Norma Ortiz went to Oral Roberts University. Winter Russell went to Winona State University. Brooke Renee went to Pembroke State University. Isn't that the university in Boy Meets World? That's what I thought and why I picked it. <laughs> Is it a real place? Injury. I thought so. Savannah Pellissier went to Spelman College. Joshua Kurtman went to Manhattan College. That must have been expensive. Chantal Piat went to Shawnee State University. Catherine went to College of St. Catherine. Bridget Carey Davis went to Briarcliff College. Colby Rhymes got a degree from Columbia University. Haley Boucher graduated from Fort Hayes University. Jake Barker went to Drake University. Renee Medina went to the Medical College of Georgia. Ryan Hara went to Harvard. Wow, the smarty. We love Rory Gilmore. <laughs> Wait, she didn't go there. Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> ah. Grandma went to Grand Valley State University. Please tell us who you Reveal are. Reveal yourself. <laughs> Sophie Aramilla went to Southern University. It's like Grandma doesn't even fucking listen to this show. <laughs> Emily Milligan went to Millersville University. We're so sorry. <laughs> Chelsea Grundy went to Chesapeake College. Haley Welsh went to Johnson and Wales University. Love their baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Lee went to Stevens Institute of Technology. Jane Thompson went to James Madison University. Kay Labine went to Beaver College. Brandy Robbins went to Brandeis University. Michelle Cox went to Shenandoah University. Rebecca Mack graduated from McAllister College. Or as I just called it, McAllister. <laughs> Joanna Jensen went to Mount Scenario College. What a weird scenario. <laughs> Stop. Leslie Wright went to Wright State University. Gwen Stowe went to Strayer College. Kat Schultz graduated from Columbia. Jason Gonzalez went to Gonzaga University. Lindsay Torlina went to Lincoln University. Chess Adams went to North Adams State College. Daisy Blossom-Dotty went to Bloomsburg University, Pennsylvania. Why do they all end with of Pennsylvania? Because they just love letters, They bitch. just want you to know. Kennedy Rochelle went to Western Kentucky University. Taryn Parker went to Park University. Lutzi went to Louisiana Tech University. Sonia Vazbrun went to Lebanon Valley College. Fiona got their degree from Iona College. Stephanie Oliver graduated from Strayer College. Juanita Caro went to Carnegie Mellon. Cassandra Lee went to Castleton State. Avery Labelson got their degree from Belmont University. Belmont. Liz Holbrook graduated from Mount Holyoke College. Madison Greer went to Greenleaf. Corey Springfield went to Spring Arbor College. Chloe Ireland went to Northland College. Caitlin Whalen graduated from Wayne State University. Dana Daly went to the University of Dayton. Vlynn went to Villanova University. Villanova. Mackenzie Knight went to Knox College. And Rachel Evans graduated from the University of Evansville. Amazing. Wow. The rest of the boppos are all still working, working? Working? Working on your undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Samantha Grace. Pavitra Suresh. Jocelyn Fry. Hermione. Ishbel Mendez. Neve Cavanaugh. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Ali Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. We hope you all, first of all, all my undergrads, God bless. Keep on trucking. Keep those Ticonderogas sharp. <laughs> Nobody uses Ticonderogas anymore. What? It's all mechanical pencils and keyboards. <laughs> Listen, mechanical pencils are attributing to the 
plastic crisis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and also when you. Uh, and those erasers get down to the little nitty titty. It's just awful. <laughs> and then the rest of you guys that just graduated, congrats. Congrats, grad. Seriously. Um, good job. And also, um, good luck. Yeah. You know, as Michelle Fawn once said, good luck. <laughs> oh, my God. Did that just take anyone back? That took me back. Me too. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.